Alright everybody, welcome back to episode 5 of LaZap here on YouTube. You are listening to the voices of Rich Pagnata and Nick Jamonte. Welcome back to another week of LaZap Baseball. What's up everybody, how you doing? Good. How was how your day today? Or how was your week? Since we haven't talked in a week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, had a good weekend. It was uh, beautiful weather out, so I hung out by the pool most of it. And, oh yeah, Saturday was crappy, but made it work. Today I went grocery shopping. My day was very uneventful. <laughs> yeah. How about you? How's your week? Um, weekend was pretty good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> no, it was pretty good. Okay. Had <laughs> some friends, family. That's um, cute. The girl. That's so. Had a lot of fun. Super cute. But yeah, very cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a lot to actually talk about today. Yeah, lots happened since we last spoke to you guys. Also, so. I'm wearing a great hat, which really <laughs> fitting Yankee fan. He thinks I'm a fake Yankee fan because they got Cubs at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> whatever, whatever works better for you. But, uh, yeah, so you want to bring up... Uh, yeah, let's go over what's been going on in the last week. So, we last left you off with what our what the rumors were about the new baseball season for 2020 and what's going to happen. And, thankfully, we finally... Oh, thank you for fixing this. Yeah, I can, I can hear everything. <laughs> We finally have a definitive agreement on like what's actually happening. So I haven't really followed so much up on the health manual that they're going to be using, but uh, the testing I did read about beforehand, it's pretty intense. It sounded like it was players would wake up, take their temperature, eat, work out, shower, take the temperature again, go to the stadium, get the temperature taken again. Why would you take the temperature after, if they t- after a hot shower? I mean, I'm hoping that you don't do it after a hot. I was gonna say after a hot shower, like get your body cool off for a little bit. Yeah, as soon as you get out of the shower. (laughs) Um, Then when they get to the stadium, they get tested. um, So that's they either get um, the their temperature taken, or they um, get tested through blood and through the nose and all that other stuff. Um, Is this before every game, or is this like? So I think the temperature is every game, but the testing is like once a week or like twice a week, something like that. Um, but I haven't really heard much of that since last month. But what we do know is that we will have a season. It starts on the 23rd. I'm going to hit this mic again. I'm going to be very mad. Um, it starts on the 23rd. We have a great matchup with uh, Yankees and Nationals. we got Scherzer going against Cole, so that should be fun. Uh, rematch of the pitchers this past uh, World Series. Yep. Um, we do know we will have 60 games. There will be a DH for the NL, but it doesn't sound like there will be one next year, so that sounds like in the next CBA that will be something that's dealt with. Um, six, um, is it 60-man rosters? Yeah. So 60-man rosters going into summer camp, or spring training 2.0 if you want to call it that. Um, so 60-man rosters, which is pretty huge, and then once the season starts, you're gonna, every team's going to have a 30-man roster, then after about 15 games, it's going to drop down to 28. And then after another like 10 to 15 games, it's going to drop down to 26. And then you'll finish the season with those 26 players. Um, what else? What else? Oh, uh, so in order to help um, minimize as much travel as possible, the schedule is completely different than anything we've ever seen before. So out of the 60 games, 40 games are going to be played within your division. So... AL East is playing 40 games, AL East, and at least 40 games, and at least. Then, 20 games are going to be played against your NL division rival. So, 
If you're in the AL East, you're playing the NL East. If you're in the AL West, you're playing the NL West, and etc. So for teams that have like a crosstown rival or whoever their actual rival would be in the National League or American League, those teams are playing six games against each other. So Yankees, Mets, uh, White Sox, Cubs, um, Dodgers, Angels, and it's going to be stuff like that. Then there's 14 games for four more teams, so there's going to be two teams that probably get four games and the rest get three, or a two-two game series or whatever. So those 14 games haven't been decided about how they're doing that yet, but it is known that 40 games will be against your own division to help minimize on travel due to corona. All right, um, so some other stuff with the whole 60-game season and corona thing. There are players, it's like very like um, defined group of players who can opt out of the season, still get paid, still have the season accrue. Um, they're only people who are in high-risk situations, uh, people who have family members who are sick, people who have um, their wives that are going into uh, labor or are going to have a baby in the next couple months, um, and like other high-risk stuff. So the few players that have opted out so far are Mike Leake on the Diamondbacks, the Nationals losing Joe Ross and uh, Ryan Zimmerman. And um, Ian Desmond on the Rockies has opted out as well. Um, the first three, they are opting out due to high-risk situations with Corona. And Ian Desmond's a little bit of both. It's a um, high-risk situation. And he's also not comfortable playing amidst the racial tensions with America right now. So he put out a lengthy post on Instagram explaining his reasoning as to why he's not playing. And I'm sure everybody can look at that, read that, and understand where he's coming from. And to help minimize the departure of him for the year, the Rockies have since signed Matt Kemp as of today. Um, Wasn't Matt Kemp on the uh, Dodgers and Braves, mainly? Was he, was he on the Athletics, too, at one point? I think so. He was? But, yeah, I mean, he, he mostly, like, his biggest, his highest point in his career, he was with the Dodgers. Yeah. Then he went Definitely. to... Atlanta had a little bit of a resurgence. I, I don't think he played last year, Matt Kemp. Probably not. I think that's why he, he had sat that, out last year. He had that one monster year, got a mega contract, and did nothing. It was really... Like I mean, I should say... Robinson he, Cano. He, got, he constantly got hurt, which like really sucks. I love Matt Kemp. Yeah, he's um, a good player. Yeah. And Robinson Cano, my God. I think also, too, I mean, yeah, these are... They're real reasons to stay out of the season. You know, you don't feel comfortable. You don't like what's going on in the world. Um, you know, safety of you and your family's health, of course. But that's a big blow for the Nationals. Like, I oh, feel, yeah. I don't think the Nationals are going to have a repeat mm -hmm. World Series appearance this year, only because, you know, they lost Anthony Rendon to the Angels, and now with the, fa the fact that... huge. Yeah, that's their huge. first baseman is now out, too. Yeah. And who was the other guy's name? Joe Ross. Yeah, that, those are, those are big... The big names. The big names are out. We can't forget, they lost Bryce Harper last year. Like, <laughs> I mean, great. Good for them. They went to the World Series and really stuck it to them, which was fantastic. They I think that was great that the year they traded Bryce Harper to the Phillies, they make it to the so, World Series. It, it <laughs> sucks. Like, the, the Bryce Harper curse, man. A-Rod had it for a long time now. Harper has it. Mm -hmm. But no, they, I, they, I don't see any possible way that they can make up losing those four players in the last year and a half, two years, Yeah. Um, and then repeat. It's. I mean, who knows? I mean, they lost two of their biggest offensive players this offseason. Right can now. Can Juan Soto live up to the hype that he lived up to last year? I mean, he's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna, he's be, gonna be a really good. Player. He's still gonna be a great player, but 
there's always a chance for a sophomore slump. Yeah. Um, and all numbers are going to be super either inflated or deflated this season. Like if you go, if you start off cold, you're going to finish with an under two fifty average. If you start off hot, they're already talking about players finishing with a four hundred average. Like it's nothing. It's I, nuts. I, I still think it's going to be weird to compare like players who can reach twenty home runs to compare it to regular season, saying like, oh well. In reality, that could be like forty home runs, yeah. but with um, you know, with the shortened season, obviously, like you said, things are getting yeah. inflated a little bit. Oh, and back to um, real quick, I have to backtrack. Um, with the players who might not play this season because of who are opting out, there's talk that Mike Trout not Mike Mike Trout might not play most or or all of August. So his wife is due to have a baby in August, and I only know this. I heard this on um one of the fantasy baseball um, radio shows on Sirius, and they said, listen, like Mike Trout, if you're doing fantasy baseball, like, he's probably the number one overall pick, top two, top three pick. Um, is he that anymore? And everyone's like, what are you talking about? They go, well, his wife's due to have a baby in August. And it's like, okay, like, if Corona's still, like, the curve hasn't flattened and everything's still bad and everything's still increasing, if his wife has a baby and he's in the, he goes to the hospital... He's going to have to self-quarantine for two weeks. Then on top of that, he might stay another week or two to help stay with his wife and get her accustomed to like being with the baby and all that. So there's talk like Trout's going to miss two to four two to four weeks. And someone was trying to tell me he's only going to miss three days. I'm like, no, this isn't. Typically, a player will miss two games, maybe three max. But this is a very different world we're living in right now with the whole corona situation and the possibility that anybody and everybody can get sick. And God forbid they get sick or their newborn baby gets sick no way he's coming back to work no way he's picking up a bat for the month of August so and if there's only with only 60 games that what the season is extended out to September he, yeah, he he's missing back in September he's, he's only missing playing the season he's only playing two three weeks of baseball then not even he's gonna miss the entire season because there's, the only Angels... a, there's only gonna be a week of baseball in July then a month in August and then a month in September so if, if his wife has the baby and probably like a week or two in October, like typical, um, but if his wife has a baby and like it's really a medical situation and like they stay, he chooses to stay back for two to four weeks, what happens to the Angels? I mean, if the Angels pull through this year as a great team, make it to the playoffs. How are they going to make the playoffs without the best player? Yeah, you have Otani, you sign Rendon. They made the World Series without Bryce Harper, the Nationals. That's the Nationals, though. He was I mean, still one of the great players on the team. Yeah, he was, but the Nationals were, they had such a good pitching rotation, and that's the reason they made it as far as they did. Their offense was good and they solid. They have a good pitching rotation with Otani. Okay, name me the other pitchers. Uh, I don't know, it's uh, Matt Harvey. <laughs> yeah, Matt Harvey, that's what you want to say. Otani's their ace, and like their next best hitter, and, like, they're not as well-rounded as a team. Like, they're a team that's built more around offense than around pitching, and now you're taking out one of the three big pieces for possibly half the season. That's so big. How many times has Trout either game-winning home run or he goes and makes a ridiculous catch? Like, his, his war alone is something like over 10 games. Like, that's big. Those 10 games, like, you're already, you aren't even sniffing the playoffs. Maybe he doesn't really care, though. I mean, like... Like you said, there's some players who are sitting out. I mean, yes, it's the game that he loves, but it's not a real season. 
we can't keep as much as we want to say it's not a real season. It's a it's a real, it's a real season. season. There's gonna be a trophy at the end of it. Next, uh, there's gonna it's be not MVP. a full played season. I, I understand that. So in a lot of players' minds right now, they might still feel a little weird about everything going. Like yeah, like my job's come back and gets to play baseball, but it's it's weird. We're only playing two months of baseball. Yeah, it's very weird. But same time, something like Trout, I'm sure. He, Everybody's I'm clear, everyone's given the option, but I wouldn't be surprised if MLB said, "Listen, like, you're the face of the MLB. You nothing's really that bad from you. You kind of have to play." Mm-hmm. And like they they made it as clear as they could and as strict and binding as they could, where only high risk situations qualify you to take off for the rest of the season. And if you don't have that high risk going into the season, you can't do that. Or I'm sure if it pops up during the season, you should be able to do that. Like if. All of a sudden, like, your mother moves in with you and she's elderly and she gets sick. Like, okay, yeah, you should be able to take ho- take off for the rest of the season, stay home, care for your family until everybody's healthy, and then come back next year. And the whole fact that Trout's going to be going to a hospital where I'm sure there will be corona patients, and yes, he will be in the maternity ward and he should be away from all of that, but you can't see where this stupid virus goes, and I'm sure... It's everywhere in the hospital, no matter how hard they try to keep it away. Like, I'm sure, I, I don't really know how hospitals work. <laughs> but, if, like, one nurse, like, goes in and out from one place or whatever it is, then you have that possibility. I know a few people that have had babies through Corona, and thank God nobody's gotten sick. So I don't think he's going to get sick, but there's a possibility. And, yeah, baseball hopes he takes off the two, three days to be with his family. There's a lot of people who are thinking it might be more. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. Yeah, we got a, a month. And then no, he'll have a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so... I know you wanted to talk about what you think are going to be the easy divisions and the hard divisions this year. Now yes. that we know, it's strictly East versus East, Central versus Central, West versus West, and all that. With it being 40 games in your own uh, division. 40 games in your own division. 20 and games, I guess, would be... Cross country and like a mix. Well, cross division. Uh, sorry, not cross country. <laughs> cross division. But you know, like it's Yankees against Angels or Yankees if they want to play the Reds. And there's no, I mean, no Yankees and Angels. No Yankees and Reds. Oh, really? No. So, the AL East is only playing the NL East. The AL Central is only playing the NL Central. The AL West is only playing the NL West and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to be 40 games against your typical division, so let's say the AL East, you're playing 40 games against the rest of the AL East, so 10 games per team. Then, the other 20 games, you're going to go against that National League version of your division. Oh, okay, that, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, there will be Yankees, and the Mets, and the Cubs, and the White Sox, and the Angels, and the Dodgers, they're going to be playing six games against each other, as will all those other cross-town rivalries, or like the National League rivalries, whatever that one would be. Then there's 14 games left for the other four teams, so I'm sure they're going to do probably like three of them already. They might just do two games. And then two, yeah, they'll probably do, uh, four, six. I don't know, they're going to do like a bunch, they haven't figured out those 14 games yet, how they're going to do it, mm-hmm. but they're going to divide 14 into four, which is We're like, still getting six games up between Yankees and Nets. Yeah, which is fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for that. Um, so yeah, so that's how they're doing divisions this year so I know that I personally think that the AL Central is going to have a cakewalk that I think the Twins are really going to just run away with it that 
I don't see their division that difficult. The Indians are good, but they're on the downswing. I mean, they just got rid of Kluber and sent him to... I think the White um, Sox will be better than the Indians. Yeah, the White Sox are going to be better than the Indians. The White Sox are going to be good. I mean, they've been up and coming for a while. And, you know, after they made the trade with um, Boston a few years ago, they got a lot of young uh, talent from that. And there's a lot of talk that all of them are finally be up playing for them. So the White Sox should be good, but I don't think they're going to be better than the Twins. The Twins are the powerhouse of the league. Um, and then you have the Tigers, who just had the first overall pick. They're not good. And who am I forgetting? AL Central. AL Central is White Sox, Indians, Tigers, Kansas, Kansas City. City and, and Kansas City is not good. Then you go to the NL Central. Okay, you have Cardinals and the Cubs, who are solid teams. Pirates aren't good. Um, moving on. The Brewers are good. And Cincinnati's. I love Cincinnati, but they just can't. They haven't been good in the last few I think years. This, I feel like Cincinnati in the next couple years is going to have a breakout. I hope they have Mark a breakout because now. I love Joey Votto. I want to see him win a World in Series. June 30th, 2020, five years from now, they're going to have a breakout. Five years. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Twins are really going to just demolish everybody in front of them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they walk away with the best record in baseball this year. Um but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Who do you you said? Um, uh, I'm gonna go with the NL West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, the Rockies, and Arizona, I think the Dodgers are gonna walk away and so not, you know, sweep the division, but they're gonna they're gonna wipe the floor with yeah. the other teams. I think that's that fair. it's no doubt about going into the year, you're automatically gonna assume that the Dodgers are gonna be in first place. Yeah. Just by looking at the team, you know, San Diego... Like the Patriots in football. It's yeah, the Padres have been getting better. They're still a long ways uh, away from, you know, winning the division. Pitching. They have the best closer in baseball and no pitching. Yeah, they, they have a great, a solid infield. The infield's probably the best defensive infield in the league. Absolutely. Um, I think the Rockies are going to probably be in third or fourth place, only because... Rockies I mean, are such a crapshoot. They are either bottom out or they, like... Are so close to the top. They've been close the past couple of years, and then the last two she- seasons, they're kind of falling back. Yeah. And I think honestly, Arenado is probably going to end up going somewhere else in the near future. There was talk about him um, about the, the Dodgers. Yeah, there was talk about the Rockies like looking to trade him, which is insane since they just gave him that major contract last year. And there's a lot of talk that the Yankees were uh, sniffing around there because they wanted to try to sign him when he was a free agent. Now the Rockies sign him, and they're like, oh, well, we're not good. We can't afford to pay you this money, so we have to get rid of you. And it's like, okay. And I don't think he even wants to be on the Rockies anymore, either. Probably not. I wouldn't want to be on the team that just gave me a contract wants to just cut ties with me right away. And Charlie Blackman just got diagnosed with uh, corona. Coronavirus, yeah. So, yeah, they're not going to be good. And Arizona, have has anybody heard from the Diamondbacks in the past couple years? Has the Diamondbacks yeah. knocked on the door and said, hey... We're still here now. I mean, they, they, they were good, and then they said, okay, let's tear it down, boys. Got rid of Granky, got rid of Goldschmidt. Yeah, Goldschmidt went to the Cardinals. I, I just think that so good. the Dodgers have, in a 60-game season, have it very easy this year, especially against all those teams. Yeah. Maybe their hardest team to go against is probably going to be the rivals, the Giants, or the Padres, but I, I, I just think that they walk away with, with a solid a solid uh, record this year. Who do you think is going to be the most difficult AL opponent? What, in the... 
The AOS. They're playing the AOS. So who AOS? Do you think, yeah, so who do you think is going to be their toughest matchup? It's obviously either between the Astros and or the Athletics. You think the Athletics could be better than the Astros this year? Maybe, only because Houston lost Garrett Cole. Yeah, I mean, I know they still have a great pitching rotation between Verlander, um, Granke, but just Oakland's been doing pretty solid the past couple of years. I mean, they've been making their way into the wild card. They, there's been a, a couple times where they've been kicking Yankees' ass yeah. in some games. I yeah. mean, I think between Oakland and Houston, I think they're going to have that battle. I think Houston's still going to come on top low in first place. Oakland will probably be a second-place team. And then I'm going to say Rangers, Angels, and then the Mariners. Do you think that the addition of Kluber really helps... I'm sorry. Do you think the addition of Kluber really helps the Rangers get past the Athletics? I don't think so. I mean, he is a veteran, and he is a great pitcher. I love uh, Kluber. I just, he has been... If you look at the uh, advanced stats on him, like his velocity, his strikeouts, he's and his pitch is all going down. He's getting old. I mean, but you never know. I mean... Teams strive better in a new ballpark, and they just got a new ballpark. So, I mean, they could, you know, find their place in a new home and play great. But I'm just going to, you know, stand still on Oakland and Houston being the top two teams in that division. All right, that's fair. So, and then with the East, with the, the Yankees division, I think it's between the – I think it's going to mostly be the Yankees on top the whole season. But I think Tampa Bay is still going to be knocking on the door behind them. Yeah, I think that's Not fair. Far, I mean, yeah. I think Boston has a lot to do like, to get to a competent roster. Blue Jays are going to be good, just not this year. Uh, they need another yeah, another year for you to see You can't even predict anything with the Orioles, so. No, the Orioles are going to have to worry about them in like three, four years. <laughs> they, I mean, listen, they have the best catcher in uh, the minor league system. He's the number third overall prospect. There's a lot of talk about him coming up sooner rather than later. Um, granted, it's still probably next year that we have to see him or very late this year. Um, and they're doing what the Astros did five, six years ago, where it's like tank, 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 get the best top overall pick. Okay, here we are. Now we're competent and we're like really good players and we're all young and we're going to be around for the next 10 years and you have to be afraid of us. Um, I want to make an early prediction now, and I don't know if you're going to like it or not, but I think in the NL Central, I think the NL Central, the Cardinals are going to take first place. I like the Cardinals. Because, I mean, they... No, that's a big talk, though, with coming from a guy in a Cubs hat. Yes. I know. The, the, the Cubs... Um, no. Not this year. <laughs> but um, I see you're a frontrunner because it's a World Series they, Cubs hat. I like this this hat when I bought it at Lids. <laughs> this isn't about me. It's about the Cardinals. <laughs> but the Cardinals were... Um, they were in the second round last year in the playoffs. Cardinals are a good team. They are. They, they, they are surprised really me good team. The, the NL just surprised me last year in the playoffs between the Nationals and the Cardinals just coming in. When the playoffs started, I did not expect Washington to go as far as they did. I thought that it would have been uh, Dodgers, Cardinals, and Dodgers would have won out. Listen, the Cardinals are still a relatively young team. And, you know, they got Goldschmidt, powerhouse. They have Ozuna, who's done very well for them. Um, oh, what the hell's the still pitcher's Molina behind the plate. Still got Molina, who's the ageless wonder. Um, they have the young pitcher. What the hell's his name? I can't think of it. Oh my God, it's killing me. It's not Jack Flaherty, right? Yes, yes, it is. It's it's, it's uh, Flaherty. Um, he's just great, <laughs> and he's it was like his second year maybe last year. Yeah. So give him another year or two, and he's gonna be like one of the best pitchers in the league. If he he already is. Like let's be real, he's one of the top ten pitchers. pitchers. Yeah. So they have a very solid overall team. 
So, you know, I think they could walk away with NL Central there. Um, the Cubs, I'm... The Cubs, I'm, Theo Epstein's a brilliant man. He does a great job at making bad teams good. He's got something up his sleeve. I wouldn't be surprised, if though, if we see him try to move away from a lot of the rough pieces that won the World Series four years ago now. There's already been talk. He's been trying to... He's been talking, oh, does he trade Chris Bryant? Does he give him a new deal? Um... There's been a lot of talks with that. And, um, Hay- what's his name? Hayward? Jason, Jason Hayward? Hayward. Yeah, who they gave all that money to, who's done nothing. Um, let's talk about what they're going to do with him. And um, really, they're rising. Really, just the rising star every year is just Javier Baez. Yeah. He's a great defensive shortstop, one of the best. He's, gr- he's a great hitter. I mean, yeah. he's just always being. I mean, he's like the only piece they don't want to move. <laughs> It's same with Rizzo, too. Rizzo. There's talk about moving Rizzo. Is there now? Talking, yeah. It's been talking about for a while. Which is surprising, though, because they, they had a great team in 16. Yeah, and then they didn't. They had a bad year in 17. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they yeah. got a little bit better in 18. And then last year, like it's like, okay, they hit a wall. And Epstein's getting pissed. The fans are getting pissed. It's like, this was such a good team. What happened? They have no pitching. They have no pitching. It's it, who they have is not good, and they have great, great, great hitters, and they're wasting them. But it, it, we shouldn't say they haven't been trying because they they talk about trying to get on trades and what free agents they're going after, and like they just get stonewalled and they don't get anything. So it's very, very unfortunate. Um, I I think I'm gonna stand um stand on my you know, Mark saying that I think the NL West, I think the Dodgers yeah. have the easiest division this year. Who do you think are division winners this year? Going down? Okay. Yeah, go from the NL. Uh, we'll start out in the American League. Um, I think the Yankees are going to take the East. Okay. The Twins are going to take the Central. Yeah. Houston's going to take the West. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with Oakland's going to take the West. I'm going to change my answer. I think Oakland's going to take over. And that, that's not because I don't like the Astros. I think Oakland is going to play very well this year. So It will I'm, be interesting to see how the Astros um, operate without their head coach in the last couple of years also. Exactly. Uh, and Nationally, So nationally, starting with the East, I'm going to say the Phillies. Ooh. Oh, Braves. I'm going to say the Phillies. I think Joe Girardi is going to have a huge impact on okay. this year. Okay. Um, I know D.D. Gregorius was hurt last year. He had some yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. Still think that's going to be a... Um, He's oh, fantastic. Andrew McCutcheon. The, 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 the NL Yankees. Let's just call them that at yeah. this point. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you got, you got Bermuda. You got Harper. You have all these crazy players on there. I think the Phillies yeah. are going to just beat the, the Braves, though, for the division. Okay, I like that. Uh, I'm giving the Central to the Cardinals. Yep. And Dodgers for the West. What are you thinking? All right. Um, well, Yankees and Twins. I really want to say Rangers, but they're not going to do it. It's probably going to be a huge. I'll, I'll go with Oakland. I'll, t- I'll go Oakland over Houston. Um, this is where I'll get a little different. Um. Not Phillies, not Nats, not Marlins. So in between the Braves and the Mets. Really? You think the Mets have it? I think the Mets have a shot. Okay. If they, if they can stay healthy, I think they can. But I'm going to go with the Braves. And then I'll go with the Cardinals and Dodgers. 
So we only have one difference? Yeah, it's just the NLEs is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it should be fun. Are they still doing a wild card this year? With the ex- yeah, yeah, they're doing expanded playoffs, right? So, yeah. It means what it's been the last few years. Okay, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, I think an- another thing I actually wanted to bring up was, you know, the, we got uh, the matchup with the Yankees and Nationals on July 23rd yeah. to start off the season. And I that's going to be awesome. I'm going to be so excited. Wait, T-minus 23 days away. There you go. go. Right there. We're almost Oh, at well, 22, because this is going to be released tomorrow. Does the spring training start tomorrow? Yup. Boom! You know what I'm watching all day. Oh, wait, no, there's no games tomorrow. It's just spring training. It's still wearing up. <laughs> all right, so I think this is going to be a great matchup. You know, it's, it's in reality, it's kind of like the Astros against the Nationals in the World Series rematch between Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. As you all know, Garrett Cole's on the Yankees now. Max Scherzer's still on the Nationals, but, you know, that's going to be the first game, and they're playing in D.C. Probably a night game, honestly. I, didn't, I think it's 6.30. 6.30, so night game. I, I, that's seven. the only thing I didn't double, I, I couldn't find, actually, was yeah. uh, the time. It's got to be a night game. They're going to want as many freaking ratings as they can. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be an awesome matchup. You know, Garrett Cole had an amazing year last year in his career. Went 20 and 5, had a 2.5 ERA. Um, he did kind of let up a lot of home runs, so he let up 29. All right, what was the ERA again? 2.5. All <laughs> right, I'll take that. <laughs> he was an absolute beast in the playoffs. I don't know if you remember him in the World Series going up against the Yankees, but he was so dominant. But my favorite thing about Max Scherzer is when he's pitching, just watch him. Like when they super zoom in, or if you can zoom in. Watch his face. He takes the glove, he holds it in front of his face. Like Andy Penny used to do. And he just mutters. And he's cursing out the batter. Yeah. And, and he, it's, he has two different eye colors, by the way. Fun fact. That's cool. He has a blue eye and a brown eye. That's weird. Yeah. But uh, just him sitting up there. Well, I don't know with Detroit. He's been a Washington now for about five years. What? Um, last year he was 11 and seven, and he posted a 2.9 ERA. Now ERA is a little bit higher than Garrett Cole's, but still it's under three, which is great. Wait, who are we talking about? This is this is Scherzer. This is Scherzer. Now. Oh, the numbers we were just talking about were Cole. Yeah, oh, I thought you said it was Scherzer. My bad. No, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off, but yeah. So now we're talking about Scherzer. All right, all right. Um, only 11 and seven. What was his ERA? 2.9. Wow. But home runs, he only let up 18. That's big. So, That's I big. mean, Garrett Cole did have a good amount of strikeouts last year. Yeah, no. That, that I'm not worried about. The two of them are going to strike out 200 players plus. Yeah, Garrett Cole had 300, uh, 326 strikeouts. He pitched 2.12 innings. Scherzer... He pitched 2.12? I'm sorry, not 2.12. 2, uh, 212? <laughs> 212.1. Sorry about that. Um, Scherzer only pitched... 172.1 innings. Was Scherzer injured last year? That's a 50-inning, 40-inning difference. I can see how many games he played. Um, yeah. He had 243 strikeouts. But, yeah, I can see right here. Hold on. If he played 32 um, games, and he was there the whole season. He he played 27 games. No, he was hurt. Yeah, he was out Missed a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, Cole, Cole pitched 33. 33. All right. Yeah, he wasn't hurt last year, Cole. Yeah, no, Cole was healthy. I don't know. This is gonna be an awesome line, uh, awesome pitching matchup. I think this is the first game of the year. Yes, it is, and that's what makes it even better. Is the Yankees versus the Nationals in DC, and 
I thought they were going to be in the World Series last year. I thought it was going to be Yankees and Nationals. That would have been great. I did not think the Nationals would have been in the World Series last year. Well, when they started dominating through the playoffs last yeah, year, yeah. and they got into the, the NLCS, and like it's they got hot at the, the right Nationals. time. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited. I mean, the only unfortunate thing is it's not going to be as big as a matchup as it would have been uh, two days ago. Now that the Nationals are losing two players due to Corona. Um, but that being said, you know, it's still going to be a fun matchup. Like, Cole's going to uh, yeah, dominate. I'm more excited against the pitching matchup than the game yeah, yeah, itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, the pitching matchup is very important. And, I mean, what's going to look better? Cole going seven, striking out nine, giving up three hits and a walk? Or Scherzer going six and a third, no hits. five hits, a walk? Seven or eight strikeouts. I'd argue that Scherzer. Because you think Scherzer's gonna come up on top. I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope not either. But I mean, it's gonna be a, a the, close. The, the reason I'm saying that it would look better for Scherzer to do that is like the Yankees have probably one of the deepest lineups in the league, if not the deepest. And now that the uh, Nationals they lost Rendon, they're losing Zimmerman, and now they don't have uh, Ross. Um, granted, Ross the pitcher's not really helped them batting. It's, it's more pressure e- on Scherzer. It's more pressure on Scherzer, and it's going to be an easier ride for Cole. So, listen, Cole's going to come out. He's going to look fantastic. He might go eight innings. He might strike out ten. He might only give up two hits and a walk. Scherzer's going to have a much more difficult time because... He doesn't have a full national lineup behind him to back him up. Not only that, he's never going to have a second where he can say, okay, this guy's not good. I can, like, take a breath... And I'll be like, okay, Yankees line up deep. I mean, at the end, 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 maybe it gets (laughs) it gets a little less powerful, but it's still a great lineup. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously you're gonna have you know Judge Stan, Judge Stanton, Void, Sanchez. Real quick news today. Sounds like uh, Judge will be reason will be reason will be ready for the start of the season. So uh, I saw so will Paxton Hicks and who else was there? Hicks is gonna be ready. Yeah, they said Hicks might be ready. Nice. What about Stanton? What the hell's going on with him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, Man, I saw. Wait, I, saw um, I defend him every day. I saw, what is he doing? I saw on Instagram. Um, I believe it might have been Talking Yanks of John Boy Media. Yeah. He had his prediction lineup of, of what he thought the lineup was going to look. He had Gary Sanchez leading off. I don't know. I really do not know. And he had Aaron Judge back like fourth or fifth. Listen, I've the whole analytical argument is that you have Judge lead off, and I'm okay with that. Judge, the your first batter. What about Gardner? No. You don't think Gardner can lead off anymore? I don't think. I don't. I'm not saying that. The argument I'm making is the analytical sabermetricy one, where the whole point of the first batter is not to. Um, hit home runs. It's not to get the first pitch hit. Uh, I mean, Soriano was fun because he would hit the first pitch as a home run all the time, 10, 15 years ago. But it wasn't It was as good as fun as it was. It doesn't help the team. It doesn't help the team. Yeah, you're putting it's, runs on the board, but yeah. you're not helping to get the lineup going. You're not this, Well, yeah, so what my favorite thing about judges is, is, is it's not his stature, it's not his power... It's not how he runs out of every play and makes all these diamond catches. It's that he's one of the most patient patient batters in the league. Yeah, he's going to strike out two hundred times, but look at the look at 
the uh, the call at that point. It's usually a 2-2 or a 3-2 count, and that's also probably after filing off two or three pitches. Dude sees, on average, seven pitches in that bat. It's crazy. So you put him uh, as your leadoff guy. Okay, now the entire your entire team will most likely see everything the pitcher has, and he's probably getting on base. Whether it's a walk, or a single, or he's just shooting a bomb out of the stadium. Um... Then you probably put Gardner. I put Gardner second. You know, get another guy who's gonna get on base. Um, you put Sanchez third, Stanton four. Um, no, not Glaber four. Also, don't forget about Rochella. Boyd, yeah, no, they're going. They're all going to the DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu could lead off. Where yeah. he could, he he led off some games last year. Yeah, he did. I as listen, LeMahieu's great. I yeah, I probably put him oh, instead of Gardner. So I'd probably go Judge Gardner. Torres, Sanchez, Stanton, Hicks, Urshela, Ford, Gardner. Yeah, I like that. I'm, and I look at also put, too. Aaron Judge is if he is your leadoff hitter or your um, your second in the lineup, he does. The last year he started taking more walks. Yeah, and I noticed that uh, not today, but I was watching a uh, highlight video today of Judge hitting like the furthest home, his farthest home runs the past three years. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was 2017, he had a great year. Obviously, he was he that was his real official kind of rookie season. He had 52 home runs and had 127 walks. When he should have been MVP, just saying. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Um, but when you think about it, nobody knew at the time how to pitch this man. He was yeah. tall. He was powerful. Anything above his waist, he could hit. And then 2018 hit, and it was a little different because you notice that teams adjusted how to pitch yeah, they around. learned to throw him curveballs. Stop throwing him fastballs. <laughs> exactly. I mean, in his rookie year, he did still have 208 strikeouts. And 18, he had 152 strikeouts. And well, he was also injured then. Yeah, but... 19, he had 141 strikeouts. I mean, look, the strikeouts are still a lot. That's, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. And listen, when you have a guy like Judge or Stanton, you you go, you take them, like, okay, we're going to get 50 home runs, 120 RBIs, going to get 200 strikeouts. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, it's a big number. It's a lot. It's 200 wasted at-bats, but they're still hitting 280, and they're still the reason why you're winning most of your games. Um, what was I say about uh, Judge? Um, oh, else? the other thing, the other thing about putting him first, now you have arguably your best or your second best player on the team. They're getting the most at-bats on the team. So Judge goes from, he's typically your second, second. Um, he's probably getting, what, 600, 650 at-bats a season. Now you put him first, that jumps to 700. 700 plus. Right. But also, too, as a leadoff hitter on your team, you're gonna you're not going to really want power. You're going to want to look for, for someone who is fast. Yeah, you want a speedy guy. Who don't have a fast team. They you have want a high, team. You want a high con. You ha- want, you, honestly, you want your first guy to be a high on-base percentage guy. And be able to bunt. Yeah. In situations. Yeah. You're not going to have Aaron Judge bunt. And you're not going to no. have Gary Sanchez bunt. No. I, mean, I wouldn't put Judge... Um, Sanchez first. Yeah, I, I don't agree he's with that. He's too streaky. Judge, on the other hand, he's a solid 280-plus hitter. Sanchez probably going to hover around 260 to 270. But don't forget, Sanchez is the fastest player in MLB history to hit 100 home runs. People forget that. People knock Sanchez. He's also, I think, the number one catcher to have 20-plus home runs in two seasons. 
something like the that. Yankees or something like that. Yeah. Or like he bypassed like Yogi Berra. Yeah, he his offensive numbers are insane, and everyone gives him crap for how bad he is behind the plate. But, but he's getting better with that though. Last year he had a huge step up. He did. And the thing that bothers me most, everyone's like, oh, he's so bad behind the plate. And he has the best arm out of any catcher in the league. ESPN did a whole story on him when he first came up between his need-to-stand-up snap time and his throw uh, snap time and the speed he was getting the ball to second base. He's throwing an 85-mile-an-hour fastball, pinpointing it right to the uh, second baseman's glove. And it's usually an out. Like, you're not running on Gary Sanchez. Yeah, he's going to uh, drop a few balls here and there, um, but you you know that coming in. That was my biggest problem with Girardi. Girardi was a catcher for his career, and instead of helping fix that problem, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, you're a catcher by trade. You should sit with him and take the time to say, listen, I went through this too. Whether you did or you didn't. Well, there was also rumors too that they both just didn't get along. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't get along. And, again, Girardi should have, you know, as the manager fix that relationship. I have a lot of issues with Girardi. But, but I, I like the idea of putting Judge as your leadoff guy because if you can make your lineup extend, like by how I have it up where you have Gardner 9 and then you have Ford or Shella and, and Duhar swapping in there, um, you now make that a longer lineup. And now, he, yeah, the first inning he probably won't. Like, if, he's, if it's the first inning, he's either hitting a home run or a double or a walk or striking out. That's it. Um, but going to the third inning, now he's up again, and the hope is you have one or two people on base, and if he's up second, he's typically having one person on base. Yeah, I mean, he's, he hits three-run home runs, two-run home runs, all this crap. But if you put him first, it extends the lineup, and it gives you a better lineup late in innings. And... If the more he gets at bats, say it's the full season, he's getting seven hundred at bats. Um, you now the pitcher who sees him is usually giving him five to seven pitches minimum. He's not a guy that usually will go on the first hit, first pitch get a hit. He takes his time. He waits for his pitch. He works the count. He gets deep in the count. Now, that's especially about the Yankees. Everybody in the Yankees does that. They work the count and they get the pitchers out really early. But now, if you have Judge first and you have to p- face him an extra one or two times, the pitcher's now throwing an extra 10 to 14 pitches, they're getting knocked out a half inning early, or full inning early. Yeah. So, <laughs> analytically, there's a very big argument to make him your leadoff hitter. He won't hit you, he won't get you 100 RBIs, but yeah. he'll still hit you 50 home runs. You know, you know what's going to be also inter- very interesting about the season? It's going to feel like when you're watching TV, it's, it's like a golf tournament. Think about it, someone makes a triple play, you're not going to hear any cheering. Yeah, I mean, you might hear people from the dugout cheering, but you're not going to hear like a great crap. It's just going to. There's gonna been like talk a, that the um, TV stations are going to funnel in um, fake crowd noise. Oh, no, don't do that. I don't want that. This isn't a sitcom. This isn't Everyone Loves Raymond. Come on. I don't. Just leave it as it is. I'll clap from home. Yeah, it's going to be It's gonna be weird. Um, and listen, like. The fans change the game, so it's gonna be. Very, <laughs> they really do. It's gonna. It's gonna be weird. All right. Um. I know we're running a long time. Oh. Yeah. oh um, uh. So another thing we wanted to talk. World Series predictions. Yes. World Series predictions. Uh. You can go first. Who would like? All right. So I'm gonna just go with what everybody else is going with. Um. Give me Yankees, Dodgers. Give me Yankees and. Give me Yankees and five. Five. Yeah. I think that they 
finally have enough. They finally got a good pitching. I love the lineup. I would prefer to see more of Andujar, but let's see what Gio does. But great pitching depth, best bullpen in baseball, deepest lineup in baseball. Let's go. Um, I'm gonna have two predictions. Obviously, two. I'm gonna ride on with the Yankees and Dodgers because you know Dodgers added Mookie Betts, they added David Price, and I think those are gonna be huge. Um, they uh, lost. Uh, uh, was it Ryu Jun or? What the hell was that guy's name? Uh, the pitcher went to the Blue Jays? Yes. Okay, well, they I, lost think, him. I, he, think David, I think David Price might strive, though, better yeah. in, in L.A. than he did in, in Boston. Yeah, remember, David Price was a great pitcher when he was on Tampa Bay. Yeah, he, he came to Boston. Except and he, when he played the Yankees. The Yankees wiped him on the floor all the time, and I loved it. But I think he's going to strive in um, L.A. I think Betts is going to do amazing in L.A. So, yes, Yankee Dodgers... I'm going to go with the Yankees sweeping the Dodgers. Wow. Because of uh, last year on Players Weekend when the Yankees swept them that weekend. I'm going to go with the Yankees sweep the Dodgers. But, well, I, I will say, I don't think they played Kershaw that weekend. No, they did. Because oh. uh, Judge oh. and Sanchez hit a home run for them. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm going to switch things up, and I'm going to say, I think Joe Girardi meets the Yankees in New York in the World Series. So you have two World Series predictions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was going to change. Well, pick one. Well, do you want me to go with the Yankees-Dodgers one? I want you to go with what you think is going to happen. That's the more realistic one that's going to happen. But I say it doesn't happen. What if there's an underdog team like the Nationals? So election? then make a choice. Pick one. <laughs> all right, fine. I'm going to go with Yankees-Dodgers, and that's going to be my, all right, all my, right. my, my solid choice. But you can always, you know, dream of other things, too. If it's Yankees-Phillies, I hope that the Yankees demolish the Phillies. Because only Bryce one, Harper. No, Bryce Harper's my favorite player in the league. I hate that he went there over New York, but I understand it. I hate no team. There's only one team I hate more than the Phillies, and that's Boston. I actually hate the Astros more than Boston now. I don't. <laughs> I do. I hate the I love Astros the Yan- I Boston. love the Yankee-Boston rivalry. It's probably no, my... No, I love that rivalry. Oh. But I also think now there's also another I, rivalry I, between I hate them. The, I hate the Astros. I hate them. I love the Boston rivalry, but I never ever want to see them do well. Astros, I would enjoy seeing do, would enjoy see do, enjoy see. I want to see the Astros do well. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you mean because you know Boston's in the Yankees division. You don't want to see them winning more than the Yankees. Yeah. But I like that classic rivalry. But there's an even bigger one now between the Astros and Yankees, and the Yankees aren't even going to play the Astros this year unless yeah. they meet them in the playoffs. Which really sucks. The only time they're going to meet the Astros are getting off so easy this year, man. No fans. They're not coming to New York. Like, it's such a bull. No one's going to forget about it. No one. Next year, it's the same. I'm going to get heat. Next year, I'm going to Houston with trash cans. Yes. (laughs) All right, everyone. Um, Just another reminder follow us on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. Exactly. Subscribe down below. Click on that bell so you get post notifications as well on all social media platforms because I know you can do that. Yeah, whenever you see us post anything, tell your friends, tell your fish, tell your dog, tell your grandparents, tell your parents, tell your friends. Share it with everybody. Go whisper to your car outside. Yeah, go whisper to your dog. (laughs) The more people who know, the more content we'll be putting up and the more fun we can have with everybody. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Peace. It's